Good technical interviews often bring about great discussion, like monolith applications versus microservice architecture. Which one is better? When should you use one or the other? I'm Ian Douglas, and I'm here to help you get better at tech interviews, because when we share what we know, we all win. I'm the author of the website techinterview.guide, and I'm the director of engineering learning at getstream.io. Check out techinterview.guide slash streaming for information about when I do live streams about interview preparation and career coaching. Follow me on Twitch and subscribe on YouTube for notifications. I regularly do Q&A sessions on the stream, and this podcast is a collection of those ongoing questions from folks like you. The audio for this episode was taken directly from a live stream session where I may address comments in real time when the original event was recorded. Check out the end of this episode for information on how you can submit questions for future episodes. Let's get to it. The next question we have, what are some reasons a software architect would decide to go for some flavor of monolithic architecture for a system instead of a microservice architecture? It was a good question. A couple of years ago, well, several years ago, everybody was building big monolith apps. That's kind of how we did our, uh, you know, our development until hmm, probably midway between 2000, 2010. And then somewhere towards 2010, everybody started jumping on the microservice bandwagon and like breaking everything into small, tiny pieces. There are pros and cons to that. The, the main benefit to going to a microservice architecture is that you can scale any portion of it that you need. And so if there's one portion of the application that's busier than others, you can scale just that part, either horizontally or vertically. When it comes to microservice architecture though, um, if you need more capacity, you have to scale the entire application. And that can be harder to do um, depending on the, on the application that you've built. I think that there are like there's so many different ways of building an application these days. You've got some sort of front-end technology, maybe a back-end API of some kind, or the back-end is like, you know, doing all the HTML and all the front-end and, and sending that back to the, to the browser or whatever mobile device in some format to interpret and display. Um, so I guess to, to really answer this question, like what are some reasons that you would go for, like you would specifically move towards a monolith app? As a senior dev in the industry, I would say I would probably reach for a monolith app as part of like a proof of concept. Like I just, I wanna, you know, I've got this project in mind. I'm just gonna like throw together this monolith app just to see, you know, whether this project sort of has teeth, as we would say. Is this gonna catch on? Is this going to, uh, you know, attract some users? Is, is that, you know, uh, a reasonable thing? Because I can put together a monolith app with a database and do a little bit of front end just to kind of get a sense of, you know, would people even use this kind of thing? If so, then I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'll plan it out, you know, maybe in microservice architecture, depending on why I would want or need a microservice uh, sort of architecture scheme for that. Like, is there a reason why I'm moving towards a microservice architecture. So, you know, I already talked about how like between 2005, 2010, we saw a lot of people migrate to microservices and that's still pretty common, but it can be challenging to have a microservice only kind of application because now you've got all these pieces and they're all scattered all over the place. And it can be much harder to sort of get all these pieces up and running to know that your application is actually working. Uh, you end up doing, you know, either a lot of Docker containers or you're spinning up all these other services on all these different port numbers on your development machine. 
and then you know making sure that oh you know I forgot to spin up this one thing and so none of it works um, and how do you how do you start everything up so that you can test it properly and that's the other benefit to a monolith app is you generally got like one application you spin that up and you're good to go and everything you know you can run your tests or do user-based testing where you're kind of clicking around your own application but when it comes to a production level app um, there can be a lot more benefits doing smaller sorts of applications. You can deploy them each individually. So if you need to make an improvement or a security fix or a bug fix, you don't have to deploy everything in your system or you don't have to take the entire system offline just to upgrade part of it. Uh, although it depends on your microservice architecture too. If you've got a really key component that needs upgrading, it's going to take everything offline anyway. Um, and so I would say there's I can't really think of a good single strong use case where you would want to build a monolith app instead of a microservice app uh, for like a long-term production ready kind of thing. You could, but scalability is gonna be an issue. And that's why we came up with kind of the microservice and the service-oriented architecture design pattern of how do we break this into smaller parts so that we can scale only the bottleneck parts without having to scale the entire thing. So uh, I would say for uh, proof of concept, it would be a good idea. But then if you're going to scale it and put it in production for real, then you would probably not do uh, a monolith app. I hope you found that helpful. I love helping and I love sharing knowledge and perspective. You can find out more about my live stream at the website techinterview.guide/stream, and more about my employer and our current job openings at getstream.io. If you have a question about interview preparation that you'd like to ask, you can drop by the live stream, or you can contact me through the website or on LinkedIn, and I'll address your question in a future episode. Please leave a review on your podcast software, and follow me on Twitch and YouTube to get notifications of live streams coming up. If you find the videos helpful, please like and subscribe and leave comments there as well, and we'll see you next time.